It is good to see you guys tonight. We are officially closing out our basic sermon series tonight. Anybody excited? I'm excited. It's been seven weeks. We're closing out basics, and we're in a two-part sermon series on this, on uh, the one who makes Jesus real. And we started this last week. We're going to close it out tonight. In that sermon last week, we covered who the Holy Spirit is and what are some of the things that He does and uh, what I want to do tonight is I want to give you a couple more thoughts on what the Holy Spirit does and who He is. And my hope and my prayer is that this will kind of get us into a little bit deeper into the Holy Spirit and that you will really fall in love with the Holy Spirit tonight. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to get started. I'm really excited about what the Holy Spirit is going to do tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the privilege of sharing your word. I think that we can gather together here and that we can look into your word and that we can just learn some things tonight. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would remove me from behind this pulpit tonight, and I declare my dependence upon you. Speak to us tonight, and we pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. If you have been here a while, then you know that I pray this prayer pretty much every single time. And there's a reason why I specifically say, Holy Spirit, remove me from behind this pulpit, because I want Holy Spirit to teach us. He's the teacher, right? He's the one, as we last week learned, he's the one that gives us understanding and wisdom. So we want Holy Spirit to be here to teach us. That's why I pray that prayer every single week in case you have been wondering. As all of you guys know, our family has gotten a little bit bigger. We're now five instead of four. How many of you guys knew that? We have a new addition to our family. And his name is Zephaniah Ezra Lorenz. And he is in the back there, right there. Gabby is holding him. So you can see him right there. Also, welcome back to PM. It's been a long time. We're excited she's back. And if you are not excited, I'm super excited because it's been a moment. And, uh, you know, our, our life is not the same. We got a couple of pictures that I just want to put up. I know he's here live, but pictures are kind of fun. So he's obviously pretty adorable. He's cute. And uh, he has changed our life quite a bit. As a matter of fact, all of our family, we love spending time with him. Uh, Tears is really doing well as a little mommy. She carries him around and everything. She's seven years old, so she's doing really well. Zadok, on the other hand, he's kind of figuring this whole thing out, and he really has his hands all over him, literally in the face. And it's like, you know, we have to teach him that this is, you don't poke someone in the eye. That's not really what he's doing, but it's close enough. So he's still learning this whole thing. Does anybody have, like, a little person in the house that they, little brothers and sisters? It changes everything, doesn't it? I mean, it's really cool. It's exciting. And we, we love hanging out with Zephaniah. As a matter of fact, um, I missed him today because obviously I was here at the church working. And he's kind of developing his personality. He's getting to know us. He's getting to know our voice. And it's been really, really fun having him around. He's pretty amazing. And I love spending time with him. But you know who I like spending time with even more than my son? And that's a big deal. That, that's a nice try, but no. It would be the Holy Spirit, and that's the person that I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about tonight. Holy Spirit is the one that I love spending time with, and I miss Him when I don't. And you know what else? He misses us when we don't spend time with Him. Have you ever really wanted to spend time with someone, and it's been a long time, and you really miss spending time with them? Multiply that by like a thousand. That's how the Holy Spirit, I think, feels about us when we don't spend time with Him. He loves spending time with us. I want to give you four thoughts on the Holy Spirit tonight. Go ahead and grab your sermon handout, grab a pen, and I'm going to be teaching for just a few minutes as we talk about the one who makes Jesus real. Point number one tonight is this, that the Holy Spirit is a person that can be known. The Holy Spirit is a person that can be known. This is really important for us to understand that he is literally a person and you can get to know him. You've gotten to know someone before, right? All of you guys, you have friends. And when you get to know someone, you get to know something about, for example, their personality. And the Holy Spirit has a personality. Did you know that? 
He literally, he has a personality, and it's an amazing personality. He, as many of your friends, he has likes and dislikes. There's certain things that he really likes, and there's other things that he doesn't like at all. And you know what? If you want to get to know him, you've got to know which one he likes and which one he doesn't. He is closer to some than he is to others. How many of you guys have a best friend, right? And that person is really close to you, and then you have other friends who are not quite as close. You know what? The Holy Spirit is the same. There are certain people that he's closer to than others. Weird, right? But you know what? You can be as close to the Holy Spirit as you want to be because it takes you drawing to him. And when people are close to you, what do they do? They share secrets, right? See, the closer that you are with the Holy Spirit, the more secrets he's going to share with you, the more understanding you will gain. But it's up to us to draw close to him and to be with him. He's a person that can be known. He will share certain things with people he's closer to. Holy Spirit has a voice, and he speaks to us all the time. I want you guys to understand that he literally is a person that can be known. And for many of you guys, you have never really thought about this. You haven't really treated him this way. But I hope in this series that you will get a little bit of a glimpse and that you start treating him like a person. Now, where do I get this from? I can get this from John 14, verses 15 through 17. I want you guys to kind of read this here. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper. And this is the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he will dwell with you, and he will be with you, or he will be in you. And this, again, the Holy Spirit is a person that can be known, and you can know him. Point number two, and we get this point out of this as well, is the Holy Spirit is the comforter sent by the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. He's a comforter. And we, we kind of covered this a little bit last week, but I wanted to go back on this because I really felt Holy Spirit wanted to speak to some of you guys here tonight. How many of you guys have, like, a favorite comforter or something in your bed? That you, you, how many of you guys like a comforter in your bed? I, okay, I got to be honest, my happy place, I have plenty of happy places, but one of them is my bed with my comforter, right? Because it's nice, it's cozy, it protects me, it keeps me warm. Do you guys like being in bed? No. Are you guys the people like, I hate getting out of bed in the morning, right? I love the nice warm feel in the bed and I love the comforter. See, the Holy Spirit is that and so much more. He's the perfect, the best comforter. When you have issues in your life, young people, he's there for you. I don't know whether you noticed, but I'm wearing a shirt tonight, and I'm wearing it on purpose, and it says, I am enough. And I really felt that Holy Spirit was saying to some of you guys, as you're going through the situations that you're going through right now, you may have family trouble going on, there might be school stuff, you might be getting bullied, uh, you might have broken up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it is that's going on, Holy Spirit is saying, I am enough. I am enough for you. Whatever is going on, I am enough. If we get that into our spirit, and if we understand that and treat him like that, your life will be forever transformed. He is enough. Amen? He is the comforter sent by the Father. Number three, I want to give you one more point here. We need Holy Spirit in order to pray. Something else that we need to learn about the Holy Spirit is that we need him in order to pray. How many of you guys like praying? Don't lie. If you don't, it's okay. But see, you know why I like praying? Because I pray with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is involved, it's really exciting. When he's not involved, whew, prayer can be pretty tough. As a matter of fact, it can be pretty boring because all you do is talk. And when you're by yourself and you're talking to the wall, no fun, right? But when the person of the Holy Spirit is involved, everything is different. And we need him to pray. 
In case you're wondering, let me prove to you that this is actually biblical. And this is in Ephesians 6, 17 through 18. You have this on your handout as well and on a PowerPoint. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. We need the Holy Spirit. Obviously, this right here speaks about tongues, but I think there's something else that it talks about. And I want to kind of talk about this a little bit because I think praying in the Spirit is more than praying in tongues. Now, I pray in tongues, I believe in praying in tongues, it's the evidence of the Holy Spirit and everything, but there is more to hear what Paul is saying than just praying in the Spirit because there's two things that I want you to kind of do, and I didn't put this on your handout, it's not on, your, on the PowerPoint either, but there is the praying in the Spirit, which is tongues, and then there is a praying with the Spirit, and there's a difference. Praying in the Spirit is, again, praying in tongues, praying with the Spirit is that you come in agreement with what the Holy Spirit is doing and praying, and you are praying with Him, and when that happens... Prayer gets really exciting because then the Holy Spirit will give you stuff to pray and when you pray, things actually happen. I love what this bishop says. He says, prayer is to stop talking and to listen to the wordless voice of God within our heart. It is to cease doing things on our own and to enter into action with God or enter into the action of God. When we stop and when Holy Spirit speaks and we jump in what, what he's already doing, then your prayer time becomes really, really exciting. As a matter of fact, it's on your handout. True prayer is not something we work up or initiate. It is more of a joining with the Holy Spirit. It's not something that you can manufacture or work up. It's you saying, hey, Holy Spirit, where are you going? What's happening? And then you jump in with what the Spirit is doing. In Zechariah 10, 12, it talks about that the Spirit is actually the Spirit of prayer. We need Him to pray. If you want to pray effectively, young people, you need the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we want you guys to really get to know Him. I found something really interesting here in Psalm 109. I want to talk to you about what David said about prayer. This is really cool. I, at least I thought it was cool. In Psalm 109, verse 4, it says this. I, in return for my love, they accuse me. And then David says this. But I give myself to prayer. Now, the Hebrew here actually doesn't say, I give myself to prayer. It says, I will pray till I become prayer. What? That doesn't even make sense, does it? I will pray till I become prayer. How do you become prayer? That is a weird thing. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Maybe we can understand it this way. What do you call someone that, um, that works in a garden? A gardener, okay. What do you call someone that runs? What do you call someone that teaches? Teacher. What do you call someone that prays? A prayer. a prayer. Now that's weird, but that's actually the way it is. Now what's the whole purpose in this? That is this, that, see, for some of us, usually we say, well, we pray, which indicates that we pray every once in a while. When you say someone runs, that means he runs a little bit. But when you call someone a runner, that means that is his life, Right? When we say someone prays, that means he prays a little. But really what David is teaching us, he is saying that we should be a prayer. Our life should be a prayer. And I hope that you understand this because the Holy Spirit is the one that will help you make your life a prayer. And if you don't have him, it will not happen. He is the one that's called the spirit of prayer. Number four, last one here really quickly. Holy Spirit is the tangible presence of God. He is the tangible presence of God. We, we kind of covered this a little bit last week, but the point here is that when you feel something in a church service, it's the Holy Spirit. He is the tangible presence of God. And I put this on your handout. The more we give our attention to God or the Holy Spirit here, the more tangible His presence becomes. 
when you walk up to someone like Pastor Mark and you talk with him and you feel that there is the Holy Spirit on him, do you know why that is? Because he spent time in the presence of God. And the more time you spend in the presence of God, the more tangible the presence of God becomes around you and the more tangible the Holy Spirit is around you. Now here's the deal though. There's a high price that is going to be paid if you want to steward the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you know what that price is? It's living a life that is conducive to the Holy Spirit being in your life at all times. And that means that you know his likes and his dislikes. Because his dislikes need to be not in your life and his likes need to be there because then the Holy Spirit will be with you and moves in you. I want to ask you something, young people. Are you living life outside of the presence of God? Are you living life outside of the presence of God? Or is the presence of God in you, on you, and around you at all times? And if it's not, my challenge to you tonight is this. Live a life in the presence of God. And the only way that you can do that is with the Holy Spirit. The more we give our attention to God, the more tangible His presence becomes in our lives. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that You would come, that Your Spirit will move in this place, and that You would change hearts and lives right now.